Howdy, howdy, my friends, and welcome to episode 270 of Keeping Up with the King as we make our way through the book of Matthew, and we are in chapter 27, and we are reading about the crucifixion, Jesus on the cross. Last time we finished up in verse 44, talking about the um, those who were mocking Jesus while he was on the cross, and now we come to verse 45, and it says this, now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that said, the man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone. Let us see if Elisha will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the temple, or the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth quaked and the rocks split. And the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Now, I probably not have a chance to talk about everything I just read because there's some pretty crazy stuff there at the bottom um, or at the end of what I read at the bottom of my page because I'm looking at it. But um, what I wanted to talk about a little bit was what's going on here in verse 46 where it says about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so Jesus speaks this line in Aramaic, and then, of course, Matthew translates it for us as well. But the people there seem to misunderstand when he said, you know, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. They, they seem to think that he was talking about calling out to Elijah. Now, most uh, theologians will tell you what, what's going on here is that at this point, the reason that Jesus is saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, is because this is that point in time where the God's wrath for the sin of the world, the guilt and the shame is poured out upon Jesus on the cross. Some would go so far as to say that this is where God the Father turned his back on Jesus. And that is why Jesus is saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That the fellowship between them was broken as um, he who knew no sin, as the Bible says, was made sin for us. Now, we need to be careful about some things here. We need to uh, understand that Jesus never ceased to be God. Um, and, and again, one of the other things is sometimes there's speculation about what's happening here and what's going on. And, and exactly um, was this that exact moment? Um, and I don't and I don't know if we can say that with 100 percent certainty that, that this is that moment when this happens. It does make sense in light of what Jesus is saying. But I think there's also something else that I wanted to share with you that maybe you have never considered before. And that is that Jesus here is not just saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because he's expressing uh, what's going on in his mind and in his heart. Because I think there's way more to it than that. I think one of the things to keep in mind is that when Jesus was on, Jesus was on the cross, um, as the song says, you were on his mind. And 
also there were those people who were there witness as witnesses. And we know that Jesus spoke seven times from the cross. Um, there's just in this this uh, section we read, the, we read it goes from the sixth hour to the ninth hour. So there's a you know this three hour period of darkness. And he says, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But this line is not just something that is, you know, hey, this is what I'm feeling at the moment. He's quoting the Old Testament. He's quoting Psalm 22. Now, if you're not familiar with Psalm 22, Psalm 22 is written from the perspective of the cross. And what's amazing about this to me is that I believe that what Jesus is doing here is not just speaking about the wrath of God being poured out upon him for the sins of the world, but also I think he's cluing us into something. Because when um, we talk about the Bible today, I just told you, hey, Jesus is speaking from the Psalms. He's quoting Psalm 22. But at the time of Christ, there was no Psalm 22. Now, the 22nd Psalm did exist. The people did know this Psalm. It was in their scripture, but it was not referred to as Psalm 22. And I think I've talked about this in the past, that one of the things that we have to realize when we read the Bible is that the chapter divisions, the verse divisions, were not there originally. Now, the Psalms were separate Psalms, but they weren't given the numbers that we get, are, that we use today. Those were added much, much later. The, the verse and chapter divisions were added much later. And so one of the things that you would do uh, if you were referring to a Psalm um, was something that to me is very interesting because I found we still do this. There's a little thing called CCLI, which is the C Christian Copyright Licensing, licensing um, I don't know what the I is, International Institution, I don't know, Incorporated. Um, anyway, it's a company that licenses to churches um, songs so that you can perform them publicly and legally. So you pay a little money every month and you can perform at your church Chris Tomlin's latest song or Hillsong's latest song and not have to pay royalties to them. You pay the licensing fee and then you report to them the songs that you play on a quarterly basis or whatever. And the artists apparently get some portion of that money, which is something to keep in mind when you're picking your songs for your church if you were a song leader or if you were a member of a church that is paying CCLI to um, make sure that you're performing music that um, comes from ministries that are not teaching mass heresy. Because if you are uh, playing songs from groups that are from churches that are teaching things that are blasphemous or heretical or just downright bad and false, um, you end up supporting them financially, so something to keep in mind. But anyway, on the CCLI website, you have different ways to search for songs. One way is to ser search for the song title. Another way is to search for the artist or album, but they have another search feature. You can search by the first line of the song. Because 
this is just one of those things that when a song is played, oftentimes we might not know all the words, but we tend to know the first ones. And this was something that was done uh, to differentiate the Psalms in ancient times. They didn't say Psalm 22. You would just say the first line. And the first line would clue you, the, the listener into, oh, he's talking about this. He's talking about this portion of scripture. He just quoted the first line. I know what he's talking about. So in Psalm 22, writ, uh, a Psalm of David, written, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus, it says this, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my groaning, my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear in the night season and not silent. But you are holy and thrown in the praise of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted you and you delivered them. They cried to you and you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. Now, changes, changes a little bit here, talking about what you did for their fathers. Now we're talking about, he says, I am a worm and not a man. A reproach of men despised by people. All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip, they shake their head, saying, He trusted in the Lord, let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Sounds very familiar what we were just reading in Matthew 27, doesn't it? Them wagging their heads and mocking Jesus, saying these same types of things. Verse 9, he says, But you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while on my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from birth. From my mother's womb, you have been my God. But not uh, be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gape at me with their mouths like the raging and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death, for dogs have surrounded me, and the congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. As we know, Jews' bones weren't broken. Uh, they look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord... Do not be far from me. O oh, my strength, hasten to me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen. Uh, and he goes on to say more. Um, I don't want to read the, the, the rest. You can read that on your own. But I think it is fairly clear as you read this that he's talking about Jesus, Jesus on the cross, them uh, gambling for his clothes, his hands and his feet being pierced his bones not being broken the mocking the same mocking words and so here he is on the cross as these things are happening and he says my god my god why have you forsaken me and i think it's because at that moment as i mentioned before the wrath of god for the sins of the world was poured out upon him but i think it's also the love of jesus cluing in every witness to what he's doing that he's fulfilling a song that they've all sung and that they all know. That it clearly was speaking of this moment in time in history. And so on the cross, 
he's cluing in those people present to who he is and what he's doing for them. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time.